Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering our free podcast for over eight years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit the Anxiety Slayer Academy and get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Leelanau and Kent to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety with over 380 podcasts, online courses, and guided relaxation albums. Hi, Ananga. It's great to be with you today. Hey, Shan. So we are talking about interesting subject this week that's come up quite a bit lately and responding to a question about what to do when anxiety affects your confidence. My biggest frustration lately is how anxiety affects my confidence and holds me back from things I want to do. I know I'm capable, but when the time comes, I freeze up or give up. Things that I once enjoyed doing, sometimes I dread because there's that constant anxiety hanging over me. And thankfully, there are several things that you can do to build up your confidence. And one of those is Bach flower remedies. We, we love to talk about Bach flower remedies and how they help. Which essences do you recommend, Ananga, for building confidence? There's a few here that can really help that we haven't talked about on the podcast before. First one is elm, which is really great for overwhelm which can affect our confidence. So Elm helps in those times where we're usually good at carrying out work or a task or attending an event, being involved in something that we feel enthused about or we believe in, but sometimes we just feel overburdened, like it's all too much. We feel overwhelmed and at that time unable to cope. And Elm is a great remedy for that feeling. There's another uh, essence that I hadn't heard of before called larch. What, what about that one? Larch is a wonderful remedy. It's a remedy for when we're feeling lack of confidence, when we're doubting our own ability. So we might say, you know, I know I'm capable or I'm usually capable, but right now I just don't feel so up to things. We might fear failure or we might just feel that we're not as functional, as on it as usual, or we might be concerned that we're not as competent as others around us are not functioning as well as others around us. So larch is a real support for our confidence at those times. And aspen is also a good remedy. Aspen is a good remedy for fear that can't be named. And this can be for really strong anxiety, even anxiety that makes us feel quite trembly, a fear that we just have a sense of foreboding or a fear that something might go wrong. So This remedy is usually recommended where we can't really name the fear, but we have a very strong sense of fear or even dread. And then the other fear remedy is mimulus, which is 
when we have a fear of known things, we can name what's worrying us. So mimulus is if we, we know, oh, this, what if this happens, a specific thing? And aspen is, I don't even know, but I, I just feel uncomfortable. I feel a sense of, of anticipatory anxiety about, I don't even know what, but it's a strong anxiety. So those are both fear remedies, but for slightly different types of fear. And then, of course, there's rescue remedy, which is always helpful, which I know you and I keep on hand at all times, and especially the nighttime combination that includes the white chestnut that we talk about quite a bit for persistent unwanted thoughts when you get in those cycles and those loops of, of worry. Yeah, and you can take more than one. You can make your own blend, and that's something we're going to be talking about more in the future. You can have a bottle of elm and keep it with you, or you might choose to Combine the elm with the larch or aspen or the mimulus, some of the other remedies we've talked about. And this is where bark flower remedies become really personalized when you look at the individual remedies and, and how they might support you. And that can be a, another level of emotional support and certainly very good for anxiety and confidence. And just so that everybody knows, you can get bark flower remedies at most health stores. And certainly you can also find them online from Amazon and at Nelson's. What else can help when you're feeling a lack of confidence? One of my favorite go-tos would definitely be EFT tapping. Such a supportive thing to do for yourself to really just voice what you're feeling, what you're going through, name your truth and tap it through. And really it's, a, it's just a very helpful healing way to Increase confidence, show yourself some self-understanding and reduce feelings of anxiety all at the same time. And if you're not familiar with the EFT tapping points, you can find a diagram on our website at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. Did you want to walk our listeners through uh, an EFT tapping session for building confidence? Yeah, sure. Let's have a tap together now. So you just gave the link, Shan. So if you'd like to head over there, if you're not familiar with the points, you can find, find the diagrams. You might like to pause our podcast and just get those tapping points in front of you. And really with EFT tapping, the best thing you can do for yourself is to just allow yourself to say what's on your mind. Imagine that you're talking to a friend and use the honest words that you would use to a close friend that you completely trust. Just Name your truth. Name what you're going through right now. So for this example, you just start tapping on the side of your hand with the fingertips of your opposite hand, usually right hand on left, but it doesn't matter if it's the other way around. So tapping on the side of your hand between the base of your little finger and your wrist bone there on the outside of your hand. And we'll give some examples of some statements you could use for anxiety affecting your confidence, and you can tap along with me. But also feel free to go back through and use your own words if you find that you have words that are more accurate than the ones we're offering as an example here. So just tapping on the side of your hand and repeat out loud. Even though my anxiety is really affecting my confidence and holding me back from the things I want to do, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I know I'm capable, but when the time comes, I just freeze or give up. I love and accept myself. 
even though I feel this dread because there's this constant anxiety hanging over me. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So you can see we've just taken three key phrases from this question. So it's, it's that easy. Just jot down how you're feeling and use your own words. So then we start tapping at the beginning of your eyebrow. This anxiety is affecting my confidence. Tapping on the outside corner of your eye. My anxiety is holding me back from things I want to do. Tapping under your eye. This anxiety makes me freeze up. And tapping on your top lip. This anxiety makes me freeze. And tapping on your chin. And it gets even worse when I think about wanting to do things. Tapping on your collarbone point. This constant anxiety hanging over me. Then coming back up again to tapping at the beginning of your eyebrow. This constant anxiety hanging over me. Tapping on the outside corner of your eye. This anxiety robbing me of my confidence. Tapping under your eye, this constant anxiety hanging over me. Tapping on your top lip, this anxiety that makes me freeze. Tapping on your chin, this anxiety that makes me feel like giving up. Tapping on your collarbone, this constant anxiety hanging over me. And you can just rewind and repeat, just to give you an example. Just keep tapping through those points using your own words. And you might choose to do that in the moment when you're feeling like your confidence is dipping and anxiety is really, really making you freeze and really looming up over you. Just take a deep breath and think, where do I feel this in my body? Is it in my chest? Is it in my stomach? Does it make my heart go fast? Does it feel like a weight on my shoulders? Tune into where you're feeling it in your body and just use some words to describe that feeling and tap the points through, taking a nice deep breath at each point. Or rewind and repeat the session we've just done, just this little trial to get you a good idea of how to use tapping for confidence. And you might choose to replay that morning and evening for a week and just see how you feel at the end of the week. That's great, Ananga. Thank you so much. After the break, we're going to be talking about how journaling can help you calm anxiety and build your confidence. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by Health IQ. If you listen to Anxiety Slayer regularly, you know we're health conscious, and we often recommend healthy nutrition, walking in nature, yoga, and an overall fitness plan for your mind, body, and soul. With our love for health and wellness, 
We found a U.S.-based life insurance company who rewards their clients with exclusive, special, and lower rates for being mindful and health conscious. Health IQ tells us that they can help you save between 4 and 33% on life insurance because people who are physically active have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Health IQ saves you money on life insurance for choosing to live a health-conscious lifestyle. How cool is that? So we invite you to take the Health IQ quiz at healthiq.com forward slash anxiety slayer, which is really eye-opening and lots of fun to do. Check out Health IQ for a free quote, and please mention anxiety slayer. That's healthiq.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Before the break, we shared some Bachflower remedies that can help when we feel our anxiety is holding us back, and also an EFT tapping walkthrough to calm anxiety and build a sense of self-compassion. Now we're going to look at how journaling can help us build confidence and support ourselves through challenging times. I know you've been journaling for quite some time, Ananga. Tell me about your practice. I have a couple of ways I like to journal. One is I use an app called Day One, which I keep on on my iPad. And I use it to save pictures that I find inspiring or quotes from ebooks I'm reading or some notes from lectures I like to listen to, inspirational lectures or anything uplifting that I, that I want to record. If I want to be more personal about what I'm going through and my triumphs and adversities, for that I like to use pen and paper. And that might just be scribbled on a notebook and then eaten. <laughs> But screwed up, burned, thrown away, or sometimes I'll keep a journal tucked away in a desk drawer and uh, just really write my heart on the page if I'm going through a difficult time. I absolutely love gratitude journaling. That is one of my favorite practices. I have a, a beautiful journal that I keep in my bedroom, and sometimes it travels around the house where. I can just jot down even the, the smallest joy or triumph and then go back and on days that I might be feeling really low or really blue, I can read through that and all of the days and all of the entries where I was feeling better than I am at that moment and to be able to give thanks and, and write something down. That's one of my favorite journaling practices. Mm. And like you, I also enjoy uh, saving pictures and quotes and things that inspire me. I like to uh, spend some time on Pinterest and uh, I don't have an app that I, that I use. I tend to do more writing than anything, but visually I love finding really supportive and sweet graphic quotes and, and things that really feel like they lift your heart. Mm. And I know you have had, some lessons over these last few years where journaling has helped you out a great deal. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think since we're talking today about confidence, it reminded me of my own journey through chronic illness and how that can also affect your confidence. And I was remembering how anxiety can focus our minds on the things we feel we're missing out on. This question talks about confidence holding me back from things I want to do, or sometimes just feeling like those things are too much and feeling a freeze or feeling that you're going to give up trying to do those things or things that you once enjoyed doing and sometimes you 
dread them because there's that constant anxiety hanging over you. Chronic illness can bring about a very similar experience where I would sometimes dread trying to do things in case I would end up just running out of steam or being in too much pain, feeling too ill to be caught out somewhere and just feeling very uncomfortable in that way. Or sometimes I would just sit and watch days go by and not be able to do things that I very much wanted to do with my life. And both of those conditions, anxiety and chronic illness, can lead us to focus our minds on the things we feel we're missing out on. And even though there are truths there that that we are not able to do all the things we'd like to be able to do, and we might feel that we're missing out or feel frustrated or sometimes feel incredibly sad about that, it's not the whole picture. So for me, living for many years with chronic illness, at times being bedridden, and for many years being housebound, unless I had assistance, I would sometimes be missing friends. Sometimes friends would come from overseas, and I'd almost be relieved when they left because I couldn't be with them. I wasn't well enough to be with them, and every day I'd wish I could. So those were very difficult times for me. So sometimes I'd sit in my chair and I'd stew on it, and it made the suffering so much worse. And to the outside world, it might look like I was resting, but inside, I wasn't feeling so comfortable. So I just wanted to share that experience, sometimes feeling hopeless, exhausted, and just share what helped me with that, because I think it fits very well also in coping with anxiety. What helped me was finding others that were going through similar experiences with grace, which is why, Shan, I'm so happy we have our new Facebook group set up and seeing our members interact and supporting each other so wonderfully within the group. I think that's, that's the real first step is finding other people who understand what you're going through. Mm. And one author really helped me on, on some really difficult days, a lady called Tony Bernhard. She wrote an excellent book called How to Be Sick. And very often when we're sick, we say, well, I don't want to be sick. And when we're anxious, we say, I don't want to be anxious. But it's about living well with sickness and living as best you can, living well with anxiety. And she offered some great advice, which really helped me. She also writes a column for Psychology Today, which I recommend anyone reading. And it's called Turning Straw into Gold, which I think is such a, a wonderful title. She's very open and transparent about the same struggles I went through, the difficult days when you look like you're resting, but inside you're fighting and you're exhausting from the weight of your illness or your anxiety, whatever it is you're going through, your perceived limitations or sadness, just because you feel like you're missing out on life. So she really helped me feel like I had a friend, somebody else going through the same kind of thing that I was. And I saw a picture of her writing her book, laying flat out on her bed with her laptop on her chest, so sick and so courageous. So that Mm. really helped me. Other things that have helped with anxiety and illness is just throwing up the white flag and stop fighting, just declaring a rest day. Today, as I'm talking to you in my corner of the UK, it's a snow day. We're not going anywhere today. There's no question unless it's on foot of me leaving my home because in the UK, we have over six inches of snow here today. So that means nobody's going far. And I remember when my daughter was at school, that would happen and we'd say, it's a snow day. We don't have to do anything today. There's no expectation. So with illness and anxiety, sometimes it really helps to just declare a snow day. It's a day when we're not going to be going anywhere. We're not going to be achieving much. So how can we spend the day sweetly? 
might we choose to listen to guided relaxations? I used to enjoy doing some coloring in, while, and I still do sometimes, while listening to inspiring audiobooks or lectures that would stop my mind spinning, stop me focusing in on my symptoms. Just taking the pressure off and being kinder to myself really helped. And again, journaling, keeping log of inspiring passages from reading, and just trying to find something we can immerse ourselves in day to day that might not be what we would choose to do, but could still be sweet. Mm, thank you for sharing. I'm glad that you found Tony back when you did. And I remember when we, when we first met, I, I think about how far you've come personally and how it's been so beautiful to watch you feeling better and more mobile and more in a place where you can do so many of the things that, that you weren't able to do just a short time ago. So big hugs to you and, and thank you for your transparency. Thank you. And yeah, I hope for us all that things can change. When I was really sick before I was about to go in for surgery, you sent me a stone, which I still have by my bed, and you wrote, this too shall pass. <laughs> so things can change. Somebody asked us yesterday, will it always be this way with anxiety? Will I always have to manage anxiety? We'll always have to care for ourselves, and it's a good idea to always look after our minds. But yeah, it can pass. Things can change, and things can get brighter. Let's talk about how journaling can help build self-confidence. We talked about the reasons why we liked it and our practices, but um, let's kind of just do a, a little run through of where our listeners can begin. I think with illness and anxiety, the, the first real treasure of journaling is to record your triumphs no matter how small. Did you learn something new? Did you do something to support yourself? Did you remember to try some EFT tapping or listen to a guided relaxation? Did you manage to get out for a walk? Did you do a little something to help somebody else? If so, write it down. It all counts. Just any little triumph, any little ray of sunshine, write it down. And all of these rays are acts of self-love and sweetness and kindness. They are. And I think if you don't log them, you can lose sight of the sweetness and the kindness. When I look back over my journal, I see a thread of self-care and learning that helps me form more self-appreciation. I can see I really tried. I tried to keep learning. I tried to keep growing. I was going through a lot of pain and uncertainty and adversity. And I think if I hadn't written it down, I could easily think I'd wasted time or I wasn't coping so well. But when I look back and I see prayers and thoughts and things I've done and tried to learn and managed to keep podcasting with you through through much of that time then I'm reminded that maybe I was doing a bit better than I thought right another way that journaling can help boost your self-confidence is by writing down what makes you feel happy or grateful what I was mentioning earlier the gratitude practice that I have and I, I call it joy spotting uh, I recommend that that you spend a few minutes at the end of each day or even at the dinner table with your family talking about the points of joy in your day and then perhaps later writing them down, journaling them uh, about all of the things that you were grateful for. Maybe you had a laugh uh, with a, in a good talk with a friend or maybe you enjoyed watching the birds from your window. Maybe you read or heard something inspiring. Whatever little pearls you gathered, write them down, share them, uh, and then write something small you would like to do tomorrow. 
that doesn't challenge your anxiety too much, but kind of sets you up for that invitation for what you'd like to see happen next. Yeah, I think that's really important. When we feel overwhelmed with adversity, illness, anxiety, have little bite-sized things that bring us joy. Maybe we can't do the bigger plans and attend the things that we feel we'd really love to, but it doesn't mean that's the whole picture. It doesn't mean there isn't something we can find sweetness in. So maybe you might like to treat yourself to an audio book or spend some time coloring. Do you like to, to do baking? Maybe bake a, a pie or a loaf of bread for somebody that's having a rough day or for your family to come home to knitting, scrapbooking, something sweet, something creative that you feel that you don't have to stretch yourself too far to enjoy and to accomplish. Really great ideas there, Ananga. I, I love coloring those, uh, you know, those mandala books that you can buy and, and color in. Uh, and baking, boy, I try to stay away from that because I will eat whatever I bake. <laughs> but that makes me think of my, my husband. Uh, my husband's actually the baker in the family, and he made the most beautiful lemon meringue pie for our neighbors uh, a while back. Um, they're just the most wonderful people. And, and so we were making a pie, and he decided to make two and take them one. And it, it just honestly just blew their minds. It, you know, this, this act of kindness... And it made him feel great, of course, as well, because he, he loves to, uh, to brighten people's day. So brightening someone else's day can certainly brighten your own. Yeah, especially when we feel that our confidence is being eaten away in our relationships by anxiety. Sometimes we might fear that we're too high maintenance. Or, right. You know, people are getting tired of us or tired of hearing our story or tired of us not being able to show up. So if you're into baking and simple things like that or knitting, then knit a gift, bake a gift. You feel like you're contributing. You feel like you're still investing and engaging in your relationships with heart. And that can really help. Well, I'm glad we came together again to talk about this subject and how you can boost your confidence when you're feeling anxious. Thank you so much, Ananga. And thank you to our listeners. We really appreciate you listening in each week. And if you like what you heard, The best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes so that we can reach even more people who are suffering with anxiety. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Don't just listen to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Become an Anxiety Slayer. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.